Welcome to Burn It Down, the final episode of our introductory arc. We had to push the 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 dramatic climax to uh, to our intro back a little bit due to some unforeseen circumstances, but that's okay. Uh, so without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get into it. Hello, my players. Uh, Hi. Oh God. Oh jeez. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, welcome back. Uh, so last game. Uh, Willow, I'm sorry, uh, um, Cadence and Madison had some adventures, uh, which I'm, sh- I'm assuming we'll, we'll have some time for them to fill in the others. Uh, but for the first little bit of the game, we're going to be dealing with what has happened to Willow and Alex uh, during those adventures. So, rewinding a bit, uh, we we're basically rewinding to exactly where we left off when you were with us, with... Uh, Cadence has just uh, suffered a, a fairly terrible uh, defeat at the hands of the sheriff, uh, mm-hmm. and she's been sort of dragged into the haven. Her and Madison are, are sort of dealing with that. Uh, and it's around this time, Willow, that you start to get some messages from your crew. Uh, I, uh, okay. And they basically are telling you that there's something that needs your attention that they need you basically on site uh, as soon as possible uh, mm-hmm. and that 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 you should probably be as discreet as possible because there's some details in the mix that, that probably are best kept quiet. Okay, so it's definitely an in-person thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, I, as I'm reading those and we're pulling the battered cadence in, I... Hey, uh, guys, I actually have got to uh, address something real fast. Uh, and I, I like immediate, like very standoffishly, like I'm uncomfortable with everything that has just occurred, uh, backing away from this situation. And uh, Alex, uh, seeing Cadence like this is actually bringing up some really bad memories. Um, you know, seeing her sort of crushed and twisted like this is not doing very well for your mental state, and you, you kind of need to withdraw into your phone for a little bit, and eventually you're realizing that this isn't going to get better on its own accord, and you just don't feel like you need can be around this at all. So you basically let them know and have some of your people come to pick you up and extract you from the situation. It's you know something that they're they're paid to do on occasion, uh, but that that's that's kind of how you need to get out of this this room for a bit. Right on, I can empathize that in real life. <laughs> oh boy, we use role playing games for real stuff. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, so uh, Willow, you eventually you basically get to your people, uh, mm-hmm. and they basically tell you that. Something is going on with the sort of the 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 network of favors and uh, sort of back alley dealings okay. that allowed everyone to relocate to Atlanta uh, without the uh, intervention of law enforcement or their lives getting into much details because some of them have records you certainly don't want to be you know in the public lifelight and no, basically. I have a... So, I, have a, I have a mask for that kind of stuff. Indeed. That's so something is going down with that sort of that level of your operation, 
and 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 that's sort of the reason why you needed to get pulled back and they're working on the details and over over the next couple of nights you kind of get a better idea of the picture uh yeah. and you you come to, all of you come to realize that there's been a key fault uh oh pupper um there's been a key fault in that sort of chain of events and and favors and and deals that you guys are going to need to address. And it's basically going to involve uh, your crew doing a very quick and dirty job in the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, which is to the south of the city. uh, Which is to the south of the city, not technically in anyone's domain, uh, but still it's going to require you to be very hands-on with your crew. And so... I'm going to say that, you know, getting this done, while it's not easy, it's something well within the capacity of your crew. It's just going to take yeah. it's just going to take an application of time and attention. So this is why you're not I'm involved in away. stuff. But I will say at a certain point and I, I think I have if I have a bead on Willow uh, whose character enough? She is probably the type of person to sort of neglect her personal needs when something like this is going on. Oh, your finger is right on the pulse, God. So, at some point, she begins to realize that her hunger is getting the better of her, and oh. that she needs to tend to it. Okay. So... so, like I said, you are currently located. You've been. You have a, a sort of a makeshift headquarters in a in a motel south of Atlanta. Um, you know, almost yeah, outside of any proper domain. Uh, but you've been noticing that the beast has been getting the better of you in your operations. So you need to find some way of taking care of that. Okay. So. I feel like the method I kind of want to go with is uh, since coming into since coming into Georgia, mm-hmm. I my company has been acquiring a lot of contracts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I'm interested in maybe exploiting that to scope out a target. Is what I'm feeling. Okay. Like I sit there and maybe like apartment complexes that mm-hmm. I'm now running security for. Get into where I'm not supposed to be in and sort of watch someone who's alone, someone who, yeah, definitely someone who lives alone, most important. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You can you can yeah. uh, do that. Um, so, yeah, you eventually locate a target. There's an apartment complex that, you know, has, uh, it's got, you know, it's not fully occupied. There's like... You know, you you find someone who actually has an apartment that doesn't have anyone else living around it, um, yeah, which like, is sort of ideal, and really you're able to identify that, you know, this is probably someone that if, in the case that something goes wrong, you can manage it fairly easily. Yeah. But how do you how do you approach that? So you have a target, you have an apartment yeah. that you think has someone who lives by themselves. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to see one of the important parts for me is do they leave like what time? Like what's their schedule like almost? Like, um, do they go out to the gym? Do they come back? 
because ideally the type of thing she'd be looking for is if someone leaves and then comes back in the year, giving her the opportunity to yeah this this guy is uh he works for uh comcast uh he's a he's a uh he's a, basically a, a cable installer so he's gone for a large portion of the daytime as far as you can tell he has a pretty long mm-hmm. shift but he comes back you know later in the evening and then just doesn't come doesn't he, he he obviously like falls asleep like a rock and then wakes up early in the morning to go out and do it again yeah. and he works a lot of hours from what you can That's tell That's definitely once i feverishly scroll through enough feet uh, alone in my apartment or wherever mm-hmm. I'm set up, just like in a chair by myself in the dark, scrolling through uh, all these different feeds for hotels mm-hmm. and buildings and everything. Mm-hmm. I see him. I think that's okay. Yeah. I look back through the history. When does he come home? When does he leave? Does anyone else live there? And then once I seeing that that's the case I I know that's what I want okay so personal question would Willow wait until hunger 3 or hunger 4 to get to this point oh let me see where am I at right now I'm at hunger 2 I feel like so how much time has passed since uh I've been away I would say I'd be willing to go hungry easily if she's like been yeah, you, you've had a lot of demands on your time. It's been about, I would say, a little bit over, un, a little bit under a week so far of uh, getting all of this done, you know, throwing yourself into the project and into the, the necessity given what's at stake. So Hunger 3 or 4, I think, is probably, Hunger 5 is when you just, you. it's very hard I'm, to even I'm think. Yeah. yeah. I'd easily say Hunger 4. Okay, so 100%. Hunger 4. Okay. So you've got this guy's schedule. Uh, you've got him down as far as when he comes home. And, you know, you know, there's not a lot of activity. You know, he very rarely goes back out again. So you think that if you get him, you know, any time between 9 p.m. and 5 a.m., you think he's yeah. probably asleep and not up and not active. Yeah. Oh. Uh... That seems good to me. If he's not home, oh god, even better. If I'm just waiting in his house for him to come home, even better. Okay, so, so yeah. do you, you try and get in before it. he comes home? So he comes home yeah. around. He comes home around like six thirty. Is oh, generally he comes home early then. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he you know, yeah. Vampires aren't usually awake by then, are they? Uh, it What's depends the on when the. It depends on when the. Well, let's see. Let's see when it's when it it just now set basically here, so probably around seven ish is when it sets. I probably wouldn't be awake then by the time he gets home, but if he just not, if I I'll I'll adventure to find out. Okay. So yeah. I'll, yeah. So with yeah. the time he comes home and with the time that you are up and active. Uh, you, by the time you sort of do a, a pass by, uh, you see that he's home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you going to like stake it out, wait for, wait for the lights to go off, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, probably. I'll sit there and make sure that I, uh, 
if I'm doing security for this building, would it be safe to say I know what type of key he has for his door? Um, yeah, you you probably uh, yeah they they have you know pretty standard old style keys like nothing fancy. Um, mm -hmm. I you don't sit there in my car looking through my box of <laughs> master keys like. Ugh. Yeah, you think you have like you don't have like the type of contract that you have and, and the sort of the old style of these locks, you don't have like a straight up master key or like a copy of his key. So you think you're probably yeah. going to have to Jimmy the lock. So at that yeah. point, I'm going to say, first of all, I'd like to give me a dex and stealth roll. Of course. To sort of make right. an approach without tripping any, any of, just without drawing any attention to this and include your four hunger dice. Stealth. Yeah, hunger dice. All right. All right. Everything above a six, correct? Yes, everything above a six. Right. Um, I if... have uh, four six. I have uh, three successes. One of them is on a uh, a hunger dice. Okay. Do you have any tens? Yes. Uh, the hunger you, dice is a ten. Do you have? Is there another ten? Yes, there's a no normal ten. There's a normal ten as well. So that what that is known as a messy critical. Um, so you have an option right now. Okay. You can okay. choose to take superficial willpower damage to re-roll three of your normal dice, and potentially mm -hmm. avoid that messy critical by getting away, get by doing away with that normal ten. Okay. Let me look at my willpower. Would you say that my willpower would be at average? I've had a really tough couple days. You've had a tough time. couple days, but in general, <laughs> if you don't spend it in play, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you a a, a surcharge on it. So you have the willpower <laughs> that you have. Okay, I'll attempt to re-roll it. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and re-roll up to three normal dice. I, I recommend choosing one of the ten, the normal ten to get rid of that. Okay, when I re-rolled it, uh, I got another. I got a nine. You got a nine? Okay. Yeah. So with an effort of will, you feel the sort of the anticipation of the beast start to rile up in you, and you keep Jesus it down. Excited. You keep it down, and you are just able to move precisely on your own accounting up to mm -hmm. the door and you're you're able to mask your presence from anyone who might be looking or listening or any can like any sort of security camera you silently and invisibly make your way there now that you're at the door oh, well you're at the apartment so do you want to try and go in through the door do you want to try and get through the window how do you want to try and get into the apartment um can you describe to me the type of apartment sure it's um it's a two level uh, apartment complex so there's like there's there's groupings of buildings that have uh, like maybe you know eight apartments on one level and then eight apartments on the top level and there's sort of a central staircase that leads uh, oh. that leads up to the second level and this guy lives on the second level and then there's like a window um, in order to get into the building, um, is there a buzzer? Or what? 
Nope, there's no buzzer. This is basically just like it's almost like a hotel. It's of. kinda like a hotel. Like there's Where a bunch of there's a bunch of parking lots that, that are sort of attached mm-hmm. to each building. So you don't have to like buzz your way. There is like a gate, but it doesn't work. Okay. Uh yeah. <laughs> Try to keep me out, gate. It's one of the, it's one of yeah, those I... things where like the apartment complex has a gate, but all the people who live there are just so more annoyed by it, so they choose to break it, so that they don't have to deal with it. Yeah, like it swings open and closed, but like they broke the just frustration. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, for that I'm just gonna walk in like I live there. Okay, yeah, that's perfectly fine. And like I said, your stealth roll got you up to his building, uh, mm-hmm. as you can. So like I said, there is um. Uh, there's basically a window uh, that's on the second floor um, on one side of the building that you could get into, or you mm-hmm. could just walk up that central staircase and just try and go through the door itself. Is his window uh, blacked out? Um, no, it's it, it doesn't look like it's blacked out at all. It just looks like there's there's a window um, that goes there's a window that goes into like his living room. It looks like it's a it's a one bedroom apartment that has like a sitting area and and a bedroom. So there's like two separate windows. There's one for his uh sitting area and there's one for his bedroom. I'm styling this off an old apartment that I used to have by the way. Like I'm seeing oh. <laughs> your neighbor. Yeah, pretty um, much. Okay. I I have my lock picks with me, and so it would be easy for me to just door. Okay. Um. So I think I'll I'll do that one. All right. So go ahead and give me a dexterity plus larceny, and your break-in specialty would certainly apply, which is a bonus die. But include your four hunger dice in in, in the pool. have two normal successes mm-hmm. two hunger successes and a hunger one okay right. any t- any 10s on that no okay no. then yeah you're able to slide up sort of get your, in front of it just... get, get your your lock pick sec you have you have like you have the model of the key from from your mm-hmm. contract, which means you pretty much idea. know how to get into it. So you're just mm-hmm. able to slip in, click, and open the door. Very slowly. Just wide enough for me to inch my... Absolutely. You're able to get in. Uh, you get in, you see he's got, like, a small sitting area, like a couch, big screen TV. Um, to the right, there's sort of a kitchenette. Uh, and then there's a short hallway that leads to a bathroom on one side and then his bedroom on the other. All right. Um, I would like to silently pad my way to his bedroom and sort of listen in to see if he is still awake. I hear snoring or typing anything. Uh, you don't hear... You listen at his door and you're able to silently get up to his door. You hear some some noise from inside, but after you listen for a little bit, it sounds like maybe he has a white noise generator in there, and there's some kind of mechanical noise as well. Like, um, but you're not hearing any like sound of movement or anything like that. 
Okay. Um, once I feel a little bit more confident that I don't hear moving cell phone noises or anything like that, um, I'm going to just very, like, you open the door where you keep your hand on the knob and just open it just a bit to see All right. the inside. I'd like another deck stealth roll, please. Keep it together, Willow. <laughs> One success. One but success. It is on a hunger die. It's on a hunger die. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're you open the door uh, and sort of creak in. It's not as clean as you'd like it. Uh. It, it. It's not that like pure silent thing. There's the door creaks a little bit much, so you stop. And then slowly stay still, then mm-hmm. open it up just a little bit more. And but you're able to get the door open, and he doesn't rouse. Okay. Uh, and you see him; he's in you know a short a, a twin bed, uh, sort of up against the wall. Yeah. Uh, there is like that sort of soft hiss of a white noise generator, which probably helps you out a lot because if he's the type that that needs something like that. Probably yeah. it's, it's overcoming that. And then you see him sort of bundled up in some yeah. blankets, and he has a, a, a sleep apnea machine uh, on his side, and it's oh. attached to his ma- his face. Oh. Oh. I, she sees that. Mm-hmm. And it gives her just... A little bit of pause. That, that this could be dead. The the beast inside is uh, chatty. She's uh, ready. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the the beast inside is very chatty. It's it's not. It's like batting down these like hesitating thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like, it's just sort of feeding you images of you snapping on your friends and your crew. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you don't take this, I'll take one of them. She has a very compelling argument. <laughs> Indeed. I, I ghost over and kneel at his bedside. Uh, is he is he like bundled? If he I mean, has he's, a he's hand not out? he's not like cocooned, but he's got a lot of blankets on him. Like he's got a weighted blanket on. Um, yeah. You could try and tease out if you want to go for a hand. You could try and tease it out a little bit. I definitely will. Okay. She as she's doing this, there's definitely a sort of how you can almost look at yourself doing stuff in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Like you're watching yourself do something that you're just, yeah. you're so into it. You're watching. She's like watching herself. And in her mind's eye, she sees her. She's not wearing any makeup. Isn't as when the party and everyone else sees her, has makeup on, she hides <laughs> the corpse. So she just, she isn't. She sure. is bare and. A yeah, that isn't necessary. It would be a terrible thing for him to wake up right now, but but you're if able he to. If were to wake up, it would be a start. 
wood. But you're able to tease out his arm uh, mm-hmm. from under the cocoon, from from under the blanket. So you have his arm and you have his wrist available to you. And I sink my unlipstick lips in. <laughs> yeah, you sink your teeth in. You see, he yeah. starts a little, but then the kiss takes over. And he just sort of lulls off to the side, and that sweet, sweet, energizing, soothing blood starts to flow into your mm-hmm. mouth, and the beast is just purring with mm-hmm. delight. That you're I could doing. almost hear. Yeah, it's it's you know it's you can hear that purring as you sort of hear the heartbeat in your ear, and yeah. it's this overwhelming sensation. So. How much do you take? Uh, within this game, I believe it is. There's three options you can have. Mm-hmm. First one is just a just to sit. Just a the second one is you've hurt them, and the third one is you've killed them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. So if you if you take your hunger down to one, then you will certainly be hurting this person. You they will. It is likely that they will need very quick medical attention if they are not to either succumb to some terrible injury or yeah. die. Uh, take... Die indirectly. Yeah. Uh, but if you I'll take, take him down to... down to two. I'll do two. Okay. I'll hurt him. But right before, like, as I'm just getting into it, I stop. Okay. I yeah, you're able to pull yourself... bumps his respirator. I'm reminded. Do me a favor... Roll your unspent willpower for me. And it's up to uh, five, correct? Uh, or is it that entire ball? It's the no. It's it's your it's your resolve plus your composure, which is your, is your total willpower, and then minus any you've spent. So you're gonna be rolling three dice because you just took some da- some some willpower damage. Five, seven, eight. Five, seven, eight. Okay, you're able to constrain yourself. You're able to stop yourself from hurting this man further or even killing him. But the beast wanted more. The beast wanted more. Um, But yeah, so you think that you're able to to take what you need from this guy without needing to then call 911? Yeah. Uh, But you're pretty sure he's not going to be making it into work tomorrow. Like, he's going to be sick. He's going to have flu-like symptoms and, uh, you know, all that kind of malarkey but yeah you you take not your fill but enough to keep your head clear yeah i suppose on my way out is he the type of guy who leaves keys in a bowl by the door yeah he's got a he's got a little rack uh that that he has like sort of a little magnetized key ring that that it's attached to it i want to either get a picture of if he has a spare key just take it Okay, um, give me a Wits Larceny roll. Don't jingle the keys, Willow. <laughs> this isn't technically a break-in, so your specialty won't apply. Uh, ten normal die, six hunger die. Okay. Uh, yeah, you look around, uh, he, he, it, you look under basically his his uh, uh one of his like containers that has flour in it, and there's a spare key under it. So you're able to 
grab it. I'll be back. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, so with your head clear, uh, over the next couple of nights, you and your crew are able to do a short, very focused infiltration of the GBI uh, and resolve the discrepancy in the records that, if it were allowed to go any further, would probably result in some unpleasant <laughs> circumstances for your, for you and your crew. Uh, so yeah, a lot like, of paperwork and stuff. So yeah, so that's that's you. So Alex, what up? You uh, like I said, you have some of your people uh, pick you up. Uh, and, and take you back to your haven in Buckhead. And you have enough self-awareness to realize that this is going to be a bad one. And the thing about your people is that, you know, you, you have your herd, which is, you know, your, your fans and, you know, people in the industry that you're able to get into a situation fairly easily to feed off of them. And you have money uh, with which you pay people who do work for you. Uh, and you have your fame, so you have, you know, groupies, but that sort of syncs up to your hood very well. What you don't have is retainers, uh, which are the type of people who have some combination of intimacy or loyalty to you to give you the help that you need as a vampire, as a Malkavian vampire. So... That is heavy on your mind as they're driving you back to your haven and as the colors are becoming discordant and violent and it's harder and harder to focus on where you are, what you're doing. But eventually they get you back to your apartment, to your condo, uh, escort you in, you know, ask you if you need anything. And uh, I, I, I don't answer that. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm assuming Alex has something like a like a a soundproof room somewhere that's quiet for this oh, sort of thing. Definitely. Yeah, that's you're you're able to to really kind of get yourself into that room, and then that's about as much as you can do for the rest of the night. Uh, you're able to get into the quiet room, and then the only noises are the ones inside your head. Okay. And eventually the sun rises, and you have a moment of peace. Oh, nice. Yeah. But as it does, the sun sets. And... This is something I've heard. Uh, this is obviously not something from experience, but uh, when you wake up uh, from after having a, 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 a psychedelic experience, sometimes the images and the thoughts in your dreams probably it wasn't a very good idea to sleep uh, in that state. I, but sometimes I'm you wake also, up wrong. Yeah. I've heard that through friends of mine. Yeah, never personally, never personally, of course. But that's sort of the situation. You wake up to a sh 
a smattering of images in your head that you don't recognize, that don't make any sense. Lace across a table, terrible gnarled hands, um, a, a vision of the city that's unlike anything that you recall. It's it's older and deader than anything you recall, and all these images are swirling in your head, and you just can't find a context for them. How are you dealing with that? Oh, make a uh, make a make a rouse check for me, please. Oh, okie dokie. Uh, remind me how to make a rouse check. That's a single die. Uh, on a success, oh. on a success, your hunger stays the way it is. On a failure, it goes up. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh. Well, that one's lost into the darkness. Let's try a different one. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> uh, that's a failure. Okay. Yeah, your hunger goes up. I believe that puts you at three. Yes. Uh, luckily, I have heard. You do, in so fact, I'm have gonna... a herd. And I have heard two, so I've got four to seven individuals willing to, or three to seven, I don't know, a number of individuals willing to give me some loving. You well, do. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that taken care of first. Okay, <laughs> so you you uh, essentially make a booty call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You uh, what what are you, what's Alex in the mood for tonight? Um. Well, this is going to be. I'm going to need to get some. Uh, some work done here because clearly these images that are in my head right now, they mean something. I don't, I don't know what they mean just yet. Um, so I'm going to need a little bit of pick me up. Um, I'm going to grab one of my, um, one of my herd that I know is big into hmm, Coke or some sort of speed. And uh, I'm going to chow down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You, uh, uh, is there a, a man or woman, something in between? Where, where, what you going for tonight? Because you have plenty of people who are into coke. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the the as long as they're relatively pretty, I don't really care about. Okay, anything. so the first the first one that comes up on your contact list list. Uh, so uh, Arlen uh, is there within a few within a, about forty five minutes. Uh, and you know he has the uh, the dime bag uh, ready to go. Uh, and how much do you take from Arlen after the? Uh... Um, I'm not going to take enough to cause any significant damage. My hunger's only at a three. Uh, I'll just take it down to a two so that he's. Okay. Plus, I don't want to get too tweaked out. Yeah, you um. Yeah, you, you're able to take that and moderate yourself, and it the drugs speed up your thoughts a little bit. They add a little little bit of pep and and maybe not order to the thoughts, but it's it's something. Uh, and and you're able to sort of pull yourself out of the more of the stupor of the experience, and and now you're on more of a a ride, as it were. Uh, and Arlen, you know takes what you give him, enjoys the experience, and now you have someone on your couch. Cool. He can stay there. I'm going to throw my headphones on and start mixing. Okay. Yeah, you start mixing. Uh, what uh, 
what kind of music? What's the what's the 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 genre that we're going for tonight? So, I got all these visions in my head. I had a really bad synesthesia experience last night, and I don't really understand what all the colors meant. All this stuff is scary. I'm, I'm butting up against all these forces that can kill me. So I'm probably going to go um, something butting the line against dubstep. Uh, okay. Sort of very aggressive, sort of bassy. All right. But I'm too. Uh, I'm too. I'm too civilized to do drops. Okay. So. so... Sort of a sawtooth, but nothing, like, aggressive or... Okay, noted. Right, noted. right. All right. That that lends something to your experience. Once you have control of the sounds, then the colors start to be what you need them to be. You're able to control them. You're able to at least predict what they will be, as opposed to just being assailed by them. Uh, and, and you think that you're getting into a mindset that you might be able to do yourself a, uh, do yourself some, some thinking on these images that are coming into your head. Right on. Um, so like as the, as the music is sort of guiding me through, um, the most important thing to me is, is trying to figure out what kicked this one off. Cause usually there's a trigger, even if I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of thinking back about what made this song start. Okay. Um, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is seeing Cadence part like that. Uh, and, um, you know, there was more than a little similarity to that night that um, your friend got hurt. Uh, to that, that that seems to be the most obvious. Uh, Tasmina got hurt. That seems to be the most obvious thing. But then you, you sort of start to think of, okay, well that's the obvious answer. But what are these images? These images aren't something that I've have any context for. Right. So you think that this is stuff that's coming from without. Gotcha. Um, well, I definitely don't, I'm not powerful enough to have telepathy, but I've known Malkavians who've had it before. Um, and also, um, there is a, 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 a Malkavian net style thing, isn't there? there? Is. It's called the cobweb. Uh, the cobweb. You yeah. don't have, you're connected to it, and it, it comes to you on occasion, but you don't have any particularly mastery of it. You know that there are some Malkavians who do, um, right. and that might be something that you could try and develop. Uh, out of game information, there's a lore sheet called the Cobweb in Chicago by gotcha. Nike uh, that allows for more precise control over that. But it's something that you as a Malkavian know about. So from, from my experience, does this feel more like that, or does this feel like telepathy? You think of it's more like the cobweb. It's more like the sort of okay. the, the low-level mind-sharing that the clan has, as opposed kind of to a direct, noise, right yeah, now. as opposed to a direct telepathic image. Okay. Uh, and it was uh, it was old gnarled hands lace on table, 
And what else? And uh, the skyline of Atlanta, but not not right. Okay. Something was off uh, about it. Is there? Can I can I tell what was off about it? Um. Let me see. Give me an intelligence academics role. I can do that. I have a lot of that. Remember to include your, your two hunger dice in the pool. Yup. Now I'm starting to regret that decision. Eh. Okie dokie. One, two, three, four, five, six hits. Man, no that's tens or ones. Fantastic. That's, that's a straight up good good time. Yeah, you're thinking about that, and you start, you go, you, you just sort of immediately start to go to your computer and start typing in some terms that you think will help, and then you, you immediately zoom in and find an image of the city about 80 years ago. And it's not exactly that. There's there's still some elements that, that don't exactly line up, but that image is far closer to the thing that you're seeing in your head than what you can do by looking out the window. Well, that is interesting. Um, old people, old tables, old city. Uh, is... is... Is there any specific building that seems to be kind of focused here, or more of a general kind of... Midtown? Midtown. Rock on. Um, well, you know, I guess probably... Uh, Midtown is cam territory, right? Oh yeah, very much so. And it would be a really bad idea for me to go there. Yeah. yeah. Might, might might not be that great of an idea. Um, okay, well, so I guess the next thing that Alex is going to do is um, I got kind of a vague idea of a future plan to go check out Midtown and figure out if there's a Malkavian who's uh, either sleeping or, or purposely sending messages out through the web. Um, I'm going to go ahead and title this track. Uh, it's going to be called The Sheriff of Nothingham. I love it. Oh, That's fantastic. I, I I dig it. And uh, I think that at that point, Alex uh, is probably going to try to get on with his night. Um, but he's definitely going to be sort of keeping an eye out for, for any sort of links to this chain. Yeah, you, you find yourself able to sort of get back into your mode. And when you sort of start checking your... your uh, your email and your your messages and whatnot, uh, you you realize that you've actually got a show coming up pretty soon. Uh, that's been arranged uh, for you to be a part of, um, and that's more complicated nowadays than it was in your breathing days. So sure you enough. think you're going to have to spend a little bit of time maneuvering that, especially since the Axel brothers are a partner in this particular show. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and and where is that show, by chance? Uh, that show uh, is going to be... 
Let me think. It's uh, it's at the Opera Club. Okay. So, at least I, I don't really have to deal too hard with uh, with Cam folks. I just have to deal with the Axel Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, and you have a good relationship with the Anarch Gang that uh, is oversees that area. Um, cool. But, yeah, so that's going to take up a good amount of your time over the next week or so. Okay. Well, and he starts uh, he starts lighting those fires, then trying to to grease palms in the correct way without alerting the Axel brothers that he's doing it. Cool. That's that takes more time than it does effort. Um, mm. It's just you got to be careful around those guys. Um, but yeah, eventually uh, your business wraps up. You put a good show on. You're able to avoid them entirely. You have maybe a slight run-in with one of their, like, security bros, but it's nothing that you can't maneuver yourself around. And, and Willow, your business wraps up, and you feel mm-hmm. comfortable uh, getting uh, getting out from deep cover. Yeah. At around the, ba- the same time. And come Ash Wednesday... Uh, both of you feel uh, that it's about – you feel like getting back in touch with your coterie might be a good idea. Uh, it's been a while since you've actually had a, a firm conversation with them. Oh, uh, yeah. No, as as Willow realizes the time and that she's going to have to uh, face the fact that she really walked out at a suit time, she's, she's going to get, get – like a hey, hey, no hard feeling, ghosting you after you got your ass kicked. So yeah, I don't know. Another drop kick Murphy had. I like ask, I ask one of my people like, hey, I don't know what drop kick Murphy can. Like a shirt thing. <laughs> They're like, it's just like a sort of we, smooth. It's like a smoothing gift. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha, you, ma'am. Uh, can you wrap it? Like. Sure, we we can wrap it. Yeah. All right. I, you're very appreciated. Really. Thanks, ma'am. Okay. And yeah, Alex. Similarly, after you after your show wraps up and sort of your time becomes more free, you 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 think that it might be a good idea to get back in touch with the coterie. Cool. Um. So I'm going to uh, send Alex. A, uh, I mean, not Alex. I'm Alex. You are. I'm going to send Cadence a uh, a copy of Sheriff of Nothingham. I did not do it at the show. I'm just going to be like, hey, this is for you. I don't know why I was thinking about you when I when I put it together. Uh, you can do whatever you want with it. I, I probably won't record it, um, but I thought you might like it. I don't really know what you like, um, but all of that in an English accent. Um, <laughs> so. I guess other than that, he's just going to go to our to our hideout. Okay. Willow, same thing, basically? Yeah. All yeah, right. Just with the wrapped gift in my passenger seat, like, oh. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Cadence and Madison. Mm-hmm. You've had your, uh, your encounters and your adventures over these couple of weeks. Uh, and... I'm assuming that the, the the pattern of hanging out at the at the the haven uh, in your domain is, persists. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, so you get 
Cadence, you specifically get messages uh, from Willow and Alex. Uh, sort of, you know, they, they sort of talk around uh, what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. but that's, you, that's fine. <laughs> um, but the, you, you sort of, you've gotten message from them and you, you think they're probably going to be showing up at the Haven pretty soon. So she'll let, uh, Madison know that they're heading over and send messages back saying like, yo, don't worry about it. I'm fine. And it's, you know, no big deal. Just, just forget about it. Okay. It was an embarrassing moment all around. She'd rather just bury it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Madison, are you doing anything in particular uh, to uh, get yourself ready for stuff? Not really. I mean, <clears throat> all his schemes are kind of in action. And he might say something snarky about how it's very good of them to visit their own haven once in a while, but otherwise, all right, not really, no. So... So fairly early in the evening, about eight eight thirty, uh, these two roll into the haven. I sort of like awkwardly open the door without knocking. <laughs> Just like, hey, who's there? It's Willow. Oh, good. Oh, I have a key. Hey, Caden. Um, can I talk to you for a second? Uh, Maybe. sure. Like in the kitchenette or the hallway somewhere. Sure. Is, are, are, are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. Never been back. If you need me to put on some music, just to be sure, I mean. No, it's okay. I... I... I just want to make sure you two have the privacy required to work out whatever it is that you're talking. Uh, <laughs> um, why do you got to make it weird, Madison? Yeah, you, you really did. Um, okay. And so I just like go with my like a tote bag, and once I once I get her alone, like, hey, so I know that you said it's water under the bridge uh i still am sorry uh, about running out on you jaw was broke. whatever had happened i didn't stop to look to what happened to you i shouldn't say that i have this for you and i reach into my bag and a wrapped gift and i'm just like here i i really am sorry i Work is work, and I don't want to get off on the wrong foot and make it think that, make you think I'm a, a flake or something and do that frequently. I want to. Cadence is going to take the package and look down at it and look at you, and her face says, What the actual fuck, Willow? But then she opens it, she starts opening it, and she sees the shirt, and her face lights up for just the briefest moment before so, she realizes that she has an image she has to keep, and she just shoves it over under her arm and goes, So I will Thanks. say, Cadence, this shirt, you recognize, 
is one of it's it's a vintage shirt from like one of the first uh, shows or tours where they actually had a merch booth, like a merch table. Mm. This is like one of the most rare choicest ones that uh, you can get your hands on. A quality gift to end. In which case, her face is probably going to light up for slightly a fraction of a second more before she realizes she has an image that she needs to keep up. Indeed, and and, see, and and of course Willow knows nothing about this. It's her, it was her people that did this. <laughs> I had no idea what they put in there. <laughs> She's just like, oh, a shirt, good. <laughs> Money is nothing. I don't know how much it costs. Yeah. So oh, while uh, this is like okay. So while so while so you I'm guys are having put this someplace safe. <laughs> so while you guys are having this little encounter, Alex uh, rolls into the haven. Um, yeah, I just walk in like nothing has changed. I just set up my uh, laptop at the altar and I start throwing down a beat. And Madison's there on his Blackberry, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him get away with it. <laughs> I'm not going to call him out. I'll save him for later. <laughs> I've got a CD track for you too, buddy. Also, I don't have a Blackberry. I have taste. What do you... He has a Nokia. Ah. Yeah. It's my weapon. <laughs> it's all my sheet and everything. It does lethal. It does. It does. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah. I, I can almost see the water cooler around which you guys are, are having non-committal conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Vampires are bad at feelings. Indeed they are. So Indeed they feelings. are. <laughs> at one point I'm going to stop, like in the middle of mixing a track, and I'm going to look over to um, our illustrious leader, and I'm going to say, hey, um, did anyone ever come to try to fix the uh, the thing? Um, Actually, remind me if this is wrong or not, um, but... We noticed it wasn't there anymore shortly after the two of you left mm-hmm. because the, uh, it the, seems somebody came by while we were visiting our honored neighbors. Yeah, the microphone, the cell phone, and the and the Dreamcast are all gone. Mm-hmm. The whole rig was removed. Well, isn't that just something? It means that whoever is engaging in that sort of surveillance was aware of the Camarilla's intention to volunteer us at that time of night. Yeah, well, I guess that's probably a mystery solved. Perhaps. There's no guarantee that it's necessarily them who did it, though. Just the most likely candidate. I'll see what I can figure out. They had to have forced their way in here or found a way in here that even Willow hasn't found. And I feel the first is more likely than the second, so there should be some evidence of their passage. Or they're uh, a Nosferatu with great skill at the powers of their blood and they simply walked in the door with us and we didn't notice. Quite possible. Now, I will say, Willow, you still have, like, 
the 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 routing information and like the the the, the internet information about where yeah. that was going. It just you don't have the physical hardware anymore, so it's not a complete wash. So you still have yeah. still have something, but I still have evidence that it did definitely take place. Someone was definitely surveying. And you could try and you could try and hit that hit follow that lead if you so desired. Yeah, I might I might put resources to uh, the next extended uh, break or anything that we have. sure. Uh, but right now she. She was just swamped. There was just a lot of stuff going on. Indeed. So, um, Rowan, what's uh, what are you thinking? Who? <laughs> I don't remember what your character's name is. <laughs> Madison. Bad memory. Madison. 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 What are you thinking? Hmm. I think the best thing we can do is try to find another Anarch who's a little more skilled with technology of that sort than any of us are. Willow, I know you're an expert in your field, but that field's only tangential to this one. And... I'm probably coming back into the living room for that time. Yeah, he just speaks to her the moment she walks through the door without, like, inducting <laughs> her conversation. no context for yeah. what you said. I'm just like... Uh, so, oh, Willow, the Dreamcast and everything connected to it is gone. It, it's just when, gone. Uh, when? As far as we can tell, it was taken out while we were paying our visit to the local thief. It was the fucking cams! Oh. Shouts Cadence as she walks back <laughs> into the room from putting her shirt away. The fucking cams! Absolutely. It, it does seem likely that it was the um, fucking cams. So what I put forth is that we put out some feelers, find a an anarch with a specialty in this sort of thing. Uh, as we determined earlier, this info that you pulled out leads us to some pretty deep, dark places online yeah. that are a little beyond my ability to penetrate. Uh, yeah, a Tor browser. Somebody who knows their way. A Tor browser is just too much for medicine. I mean, the it's problem was that we couldn't figure hardware with me to Georgia. <laughs> the problem was we, we couldn't figure out where it was going. That's true. Once it was there, because it's you know all that traffic's concealed, so we need somebody who can go beyond Madison's ability of just installing Tor and <laughs> actually do some some more advanced analysis on the information. So that's yeah. what I put forth. Anybody else have any other ideas? I mean, oh god. The way that I see it, what we've got right now is um, we've got uh, someone spying on this haven. We've got the sheriff of the Camarilla um, making it very clear that he's going to be keeping tabs on us. We have possible Sabbat incursions, though we haven't really seen any since we've been here. And we have a mandate to protect this area from the Sabbat. Oh, and uh, we have an army of ghouls at our beck and call by accident. Um, for, um, for, yeah, I'm actually going to be looking into... I have been... A lot came up, but... I can't figure out what part of town there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we had to go through camp territory to get there, but they're up in uh, one of the other Anarch parts, uh, the yeah. player 
forgets the name. Call your hills. Technically, we're we're good to go there, and I have every intention now that everything's been cleared up to uh, figure out what that was. So I just want to be very clear that we have accidentally installed ghouls in another Anarch gang's territory. No, n no, that I think that's where they live. Like they lived originally. Uh -huh. I mean, it was they... an inheritance. Yeah, we didn't put them there. They were there before we got here. No, I, I completely understand that. I'm not so sure that that other gang will completely understand that. Then um, we should take the initiative. So, well, Madison. Getting, they were getting blood from somewhere. I figured probably it'd be best to try to smooth it out. So, so uh, Madison. Best that we can. Uh, while this conversation is going on, uh, you get a message on the uh, the super secure anarch version of discord that you guys use um and it's a message from uh uh vivian who is the sort of the the first among equals of the post-life women's collective uh that you sort of exchanged a few information and the message right. is in the form of a meme nice uh and it is a very angry looking puppy is the image and the text is, do we have a pupper problem? <laughs> Madison just holds the phone up for everyone to, to make make them experience what he's experiencing right now. He specifically holds it up to Cadence more so than the other two. <laughs> what, the, what the actual fuck? I guess that's one way to obfuscate the meaning. Cadence, you should explain while I find an appropriate counter meme. Uh, I, okay, sure. Uh, Christ. <laughs> okay, so we went over to a thing at the college, and there was a werewolf that I might have had woods, but they were just woods. Just woods. Could you oh. do me a very slight favor? Could you rewind for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Did you say uh, werewolf? Yeah. Huh. Well, so those I'm are glad real, you're then, here, Katie. Um, she... I don't believe I've ever met a werewolf before. What was he like? She was a freaking bold dyke Amazon massive hulk of something. If, if I could just stop you for a moment, I don't. Don't know that many of those words were, were, were appropriate. Nonetheless, um, I don't do appropriate. Well, when you're staring down the barrel of a massive Amazonian werewolf woman, perhaps appropriate is the best way to go. Uh, so, is she is she angry at you? No, no. We just sort of we were doing some exploring, and Madison had a little moment that with he kind of looked kind of creepy and she caught wind of that and made her uncomfortable so we had to smooth it out but we were on decent-ish terms when we left like I agreed not to mess in her business she agreed not to mess in ours and we came home that's a fairly accurate summary yeah oh. so I, th I think the final word is that we do not indeed have a uh, Papa problem. Yes, I actually, would say most certainly his, not. He holds up his phone with a galaxy brain meme. 
that has uh, uh, unaware of situation, aware of situation and not sure what to do, negatively engaged with situation, situation resolved, and nothing to worry about. And that's the order of the the expanding brain universe. And that's why I sent. Lovely. I don't get it. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's like another language, but stupider. Okay. It's the opening stages of taking DMT. I'll take you through that road sometime. Mm. <laughs> sure. You gotta be Johnny but on yeah, the no, spot. Yeah, no, we do not that. have a Papa problem. I mandate that we do not have a Papa problem. And if I we do, do I apologize a... for misreading the situation. I think we're all in agreement then. Okay. Uh, so shortly after, uh, you get a counter counter meme. Uh, which is uh, Kermit sipping tea. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's less subtle this time. Uh, it just says, getting questions about C, maybe stop, stop by sometime. Um, I'm going to send back a, a triple counter meme that is an evil Kermit Kermit meme that said, <laughs> uh, me, ignore problem and let other people handle Enter me. Go get involved. And <laughs> then it has a time that I select arbitrarily for the next couple of evenings to go visit. Fair enough. <laughs> I like these people. Um, can I just, I, I'd like to go back to what we were talking about before for one moment. Uh, and I would like everybody to take note of the fact that the former Anarch gang who held this territory had ghouls in another gang's territory. It's a little yeah. suspicious. It's very suspicious. That's all. Yeah, no, totally in agreement with that. Sorry for the other guys interrupting the train of thought with the memes or whatever. So, um, do you, do you want me to go scope that, scope that place out a little bit more? Or do we want to do like a formal visit? Uh, um, do I need to get my checkbook? I think it might. In my opinion, it might be worth it for us to tell the gang that actually controls that territory what happened. Uh, we may be able to turn those ghouls back over to them. Well, I just scheduled a meeting with them to discuss our pupper or non-issue, so we can breach both Wait, topics are, in the are same... The, are those, I don't think those two are the same, same one. one. I, if I recall correctly, the Sisterhood are the ones that control the territory where we met our unfortunately very tall friend. Yeah, it, but it is, is that the same one... But is that the same one where the ghouls live? That is McKenna asking. Collier Hills is uh, mm -hmm. where the ghouls went to, or whether mm -hmm. the stop that they got off of is on the other side of the city from Agnes Scott, which was the college. That oh, we were okay. At. I'm missing. Okay. All right. Well, I can schedule a meeting with this other gang. You currently don't have any information on who controls that territory. I'm going to fix that with some politics. Indeed, you are. Um, so yeah, you, you basically put, yeah. One, one question though, before you do that. Mm -hmm. So the 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 gist that I was getting from this for following them in the first place is that uh, they were well fed, and we thought that you know maybe they might actually lead us back to where Sister Lynn is. So if we give someone else a heads up that they're there, would that somehow cut us off from the one? person who might know what happened here before we got here um, I think that we can reach some sort of arrangement with them I suspect that no anarch gang in good standing is going to be willing to just let these people suffer mm -hmm. 
but then again, if they if if the the Anarch gang that controls that territory already knows what happened to Sister Lynn and does not want us to know, that could become a problem. It's possible. I am of the opinion that it's better for us to try to be as shall we say proactive and transparent as possible in these early stages. How we'll establish a positive relationship with the other gangs in the area, and if there is anyone who does have something to hide from us, I would prefer that hand be shown earlier rather than later so that we can begin to act on the information. I trust your opinion. Okay. Willow? I mean, diplomatic. The diplomatic route makes good sense. Mm-hmm. Just have to get hold of them. I don't think that will be too terribly difficult. No. I don't imagine so. How up-in-arms people are around here. I imagine we'll only have to be in their territory for a small amount of time before they approach. Yeah. I I was thinking maybe we could figure it out before we went wandering around in somebody else's territory this time. (laughs) I don't really have contacts in this city, so I'd be able to help that. I'm gonna get on Vampire Discord. Yeah. And, uh... Commit whatever appropriately political action is required to uncover this information. Uh, let me take a look at your, your character sheet and see if there's anything relevant. While he's doing that, I'm going to start setting up a vampire slack. Yeah. Threading. So much better. <laughs> Fuck um, using Discord for anything professional. I don't, I don't know what that is. Just give me I a quick... What... Madison, give me a quick wits politics roll, please. Alright, can I add my Anarch status since you this can. is directly related? You oh, absolutely awesome. can. Politics plus two. Uh, four successes. Yeah, after a little oh, yeah. bit of digging and sort of like, you sort of go over some of the, the commonly available uh, chat logs from from that, that program, uh, and you kind of sort of triangulate um uh, and you can tell that the gang that is closest to that area, uh, it's Anarch territory, but it's not in anyone's specific domain. Oh, that's um, great. But there is a very close-by domain um, that is uh, called the Red Trap, uh, and they are uh, kind of a... They're kind of centered around a music, uh, a, a hip-hop music uh, studio uh, awesome. that's loosely connected to TI. Um, but you think if anyone has any sort of presence or interest in that area, it's going to be them. Perfect. So, good news, everybody. That's not actually in anybody's territory. Officially. That's good to hear. Um this group here uh, called the Red Trap, they are nominally very close and probably have a de facto claim if they wish to expand the borders of their territory. I'd have to do more digging to figure out how often they have a, an inclination for doing that, but it's not terribly important right now. They're musicians, actually, or at least deeply tied into the uh, music industry, specifically the hip-hop scene. So we might have an in with you, Alex, as well. I don't if nobody has any opposition to my plan, I will uh, make a formal contact and arrange a meeting with them as soon as possible. 
And since, but, but since they do not formally own the area where we're going to be poking about, would it be okay if I went and snooped around a bit more? As long as you can get there without having to force me to pay a corrupt tithe to the camera. I, I, I will not take the subway. I will do that cab thing that you do and go round it about. All right. That will be way less than $1,000, so I'm okay with it. All right. So, well, uh, Cadence, are you uh, are you getting ready to do that right now? If that, uh, maybe not right now. I'm not. Is that how we're going to spend our evening? Is doing this because if that's the evening that everyone has planned, then sure. Or if it's something that we're doing at a later date, that's cool too. I just want to know what you're doing. I think we can probably. I, I mean, I can't think of anything more pressing. We don't have any leads on Sister. Uh, uh, the V. Vivian? Vivian? Okay. Was it Vivian? Yeah, Vivian, Vivian is, is in Agnes Scott, which is in the uh, east of the city. Okay, uh, who's the missing one? That's Sister Lynn. Sister Lynn, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, I thought Sister Lynn was in Agnes Scott. Okay. No, she's not. She that, Sister right. Lynn was in where you are now. That's what I, okay, cool. That's what I, yeah. yeah. So All we right. don't have any leads on Sister Lynn. We don't have any outstanding obligations. We don't have any real leads on this Dreamcast unless you have some idea, Willow, what we could do to track how it was I have people who specialize in tech that I could pay under the... Okay, so... I have one thing that I might be able to do. Uh, I don't really know how efficacious it would be, but I can give it a try. Well, it sounds like we all four have at least something to do with uh, this evening, so shall we split up, gang? All right. So yeah, that sounds like a wonderful idea. Excellent. So when you guys are all getting ready, uh, Willow, uh, no, sorry, Cadence. I don't know why I get you two mixed up. Um, it, it, it's fine. It's two very different. Characters. We've all been mixing up names tonight. It's Indeed, fine. we have. But anyway, Cadence, uh, you're sort of in your in your room, sort of getting some stuff together, mm-hmm. uh, and as you are wont to do, you glance up at the map that you sort of keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And you, at first, it's just a glance, but then something compels you to look again, and you see a smoking bit coming up from the line. Everyone hears. She's going to shout it really loud. Oh, fuck! The map's smoking! Oh, And with that, we're going to go on break. Welcome back, viewers, to Burn It Down, a Vampire the Masquerade game. Uh, When we last left, uh, uh, Cadence had noticed that the thaumaturgical warning system that was given to them when they were sort of given this territory to let them know that a kindred had crossed the line uh, between uh, Cam Anarch territory and Sabat territory uh, was smoking. And there's a single point of smoke, uh, which indicates that a kindred has crossed that line. Where it is on the map is, uh, uh, if you remember that bridge that I showed you, uh, McKenna? Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's on the bridge? It's on that bridge. Awesome. Um, which is it just indicates that's where they crossed, uh, which uh, I will rec- I will remind you is 
probably less than a mile from where you currently are right now. Okay. And you don't know how long it's been smoking, uh, but it's smoking now. Okay, so she's, you know, she, she shouted, you know, the map's fucking smoking. She's gonna run up uh, back to the main hall and shout the, uh, the address where, or the area where it was, and she's just heading straight for the door. And she looks excited, like, oddly happy that something is going down. Oh, shit, let me get my key. Um, I, I do. <laughs> he beat my car. <laughs> so you're driving then? Oh, yeah, get in. Oh, we're, we're, going, we're going there? We oh. should, yes. Oh, yeah. oh right, um, obviously. Uh, okay, I guess, yeah, let's, let's do it. Madison checks the gun that he openly carries because it's short. Uh... <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah. So Cadence, I'm assuming it is first out the door. Uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, when you open the door and sort of head out onto the street, uh, you see parked across from your haven uh, is a mm-hmm. very large, like '70s era land yacht kind of car. Um, and it's just like one wheel up on the on the curb. Um, like, not like on the, not, not like on where, like, you could park, literally up on the curb. Um. What, did skids to a halt? What the shit? Does Sabat have no respect for traffic law? <laughs> gonna sort of take a defensive stance and see if anyone's coming out of the, out of the car. You see there's someone in the driver's seat. Um, like, you see, uh... Uh, like the there's no lights on in the car. Uh, like the engine is not on. Uh, but there's just someone sitting there. Hey, what time is? Uh, probably around 10 p.m. Okay, so it's still early in the night. Mm-hmm. She's like the wind. The window's take, up. Uh, so take a step closer to it and and shout at whoever's inside. Like, hey. Um, what you doing over here? You see, they 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 turn uh, to look at you, um, and the window sort of slowly, like they reach down to like the crank, <laughs> and like slowly start to turn uh, the uh, the the window down, mm-hmm. and you're able to sort of see their features uh, now that the window is down because there's a pretty heavy tinting on the window. Okay. Uh, and it's a woman. Okay. Uh, she has long, pretty dirty black hair, uh, mirrored sunglasses, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a, a toothy, kind of uh, ragged kind of grin, and she says, uh, Cadence, right? Hmm? She says, Cadence, right? And who the fuck's asking? He's like, she puts her hands out, both hands out the car. I'm gonna step out if you don't mind. Like, she's got black leather gloves on. Okay. All right. Um, I probably know the answer to this, but I do want to um look her over with sense the beast. Okay. And as she said, okay, you know, come out slowly. 
All right. Uh, give me that roll. Could it be as this conversation is happening, I just very obviously go to my trunk, open it up, and just start looking through the bullshit I have in my trunk. Okay, so you're yeah, getting out on the street as well? Yeah. Yeah, you can go to your car. I'm just going to open uh, up the trunk, like, okay, what do I have? That's so, two. Two no, successes? Uh, yeah, no relevant hunger results. Uh, yeah, if if there's a beast here, you can't detect it. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, she, uh, she pulls her hands in very slowly, unlocks the car, steps out. Uh, she is kind of average height, very, very athletically built. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a tight leather vest on, uh, very tight jeans. Um, she's, uh, and she just sort of steps out, leans against the car and just sort of is maintaining mm-hmm. glasses to eye contact with you and like occasionally looking over at, at Willow. This is, uh, is it a full house tonight? You still didn't introduce yourself. So before I answer any of your questions, I expect you to introduce yourself. It's like, you can call me Margo. (laughs) Okay, Margo, what's your business here? I have business with, uh, you guys. Why don't you get everybody out? We'll have a little chat. Willow, you want to go get the guys? I'm keeping an eye on her. Do you want to have this inside, or can we do... He's like, I, I'm, I'm not interested in your hospitality right now. Oh, okay, good. And I just, like, I, I go up to the door and just sort of, like, bring it open. We have another visitor right in front of our I knew I shouldn't have put the location of our secret hideout on Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps happening. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go out there. Okay. Um, Same. Alex, please make yep. me an intelligence politics roll. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. Politics... <laughs> Oh, that is zero. That should be fun for me. Mm. <sighs> include your uh, two hunger. I, I did include the two hunger, and I actually got three successes. All mm. right. So when you walk out the door, you immediately recognize this woman. Uh, she is um, a paladin of the regional priestkey. Fuck. Oh, God. Oh, God. So I walk out the door. I don't get all the way out the door. I walk back in the door. <laughs> what? What is that? The fuck? I'm sure he forgot his headphones or something. Whatever. What she... business do you have on this side of town? She says, oh. I have a message. And an invitation. Well, as much as I am a fan of unnecessary diplomatic theatrics, I think even my patience with that is coming to an end. So let's hear the message. Yeah, state your business and get the fuck out of our house. That's one way to put it. He says, well, very well. I appreciate a straightforward approach. 
I come bearing tidings from his eminence, Archbishop Montenegro, who offers you his hospitality and safe passage to and from his espot on this evening. For what purpose? Parlay. And what reason does he have to parlay with us? I am not privy to all of his plans, but I have been given instruction to provide escort to you, to see to your safety to and from the area, and beyond that, I'm not that involved in local politics. Um, when I see that she's not just beheading everybody out there, mm-hmm. I, I will come back out. <laughs> she, like, nods to you in, like, a kind of recognition. Oh, hey, what's up, Margo? Long time no see. And like, yeah. Ugh. Old uh, flames. Uh, work acquaintances. I see. We're, we're not seriously gonna, like, do this thing, right? Uh, he what, does... do what thing now? She she wants us to go back and and, and visit the the archbishop or whatever. I Says we've got an official is... invitation. I suppose, Margot, this is going to be one of those things where he makes us further offers that we are expected to accept. I believe he has something he wishes to discuss with you. As I said to your friends here, I'm not. I'm acting on orders to facilitate his agendas, but I am not necessarily involved in those agendas. I wouldn't Mm. expect you to be. Um, Regardless, he wants me to let you know, and she actually, like, pulls out a little notebook, that uh, this offer is... expires when the sun rises, and you shouldn't expect another one of the like. Would it not have expected the first one of the like, so certainly a second one seems improbable. This is um, well, we have nothing to fear, so. Uh, d- <clears throat> um, I, I can I can tell you in no uncertain terms, Candace. If uh, if Margot wanted us dead, we would at least be very close to that point by now already. She just gives a smile. That's sort of what Margot does. Um. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm not in that Ooh. habit of rejecting polite invitations, personally. I mean, all right, but if we're going, we're taking our own goddamn car this time. I am fine with that. Uh, might I inquire if uh, Carl is going to know that I'm coming? She says, she holds up a finger, looks through her notebook, uh, and says, "Ah, no. Uh, the Archbishop has uh, put Carl to a task to the southern edge of the city tonight." Mm, wonderful. Well, then I feel perfectly comfortable. He says, You can follow if you like, but my ability to ensure your safety decreases significantly. Well, I am perfectly content to ride with you, myself. Same. Can't speak for the others. <laughs> Hey, Cadence, I understand last time to the screen. 
you and I like I like motion toward the tr open trunk of my car it just has like fucking axes and shit in it mm -hmm. do you do you like want something for you no I think we'll be fine alright whatever and I slam the, the trunk of my car down Thanks for thanks for the offer, but if this is a polite invitation, then you know. She's like, if you want to bring weapons, you can bring weapons. Cadence, let me assure you, I do not give a rancid fuck about you, unless you give me a reason to. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to have a pissing contest. Whatever. Let's just do this. All right, I guess we well, this car. <laughs> I'll say this at least. You're more polite than the Camarilla Sheriff. She true. says, I can eat that guy for breakfast. Well, also true. That sounds like a date. We'll Please try to hook the two of you up at some point. She's like, I can, I can fill up my own dance card. Thank you very much. She like reaches in, unlocks the car. So who's getting in where? I will get right in. up front. Okay. I'm gonna get good. right beside her. Okay, yeah, so you're, you guys you... have you guys ride a shotgun. Get in the back. Yeah, I'm gonna hang in the back with with Willow. Ale Alex, <laughs> when you start to go for the 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 side, she's all like, "No, you in the back. I just replaced the glass, and I don't want to give anyone the temptation to take pot shots." Oh well, shit. <laughs> all right, cool. He gets in the back and hunkers down as low as he possibly can. With a hoodie. <laughs> with a hoodie up. <laughs> All right. Cadence uh, so... will take her hat off and put it on your head. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, so Madison, you get in the front, uh, and like I said, this is a land yacht. Three can sit in the back seat very comfortably. Um, nice car. What's the order? I just, I just want to know what the order is on the who, on the seat. Who, which one do you guys want to be in the middle? Yeah, uh, me. me. Yeah, he he can <laughs> be in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. We'll rest our arms on your head down. Nice. No, Cadence is going to be glaring at anyone who dares look in the window. <laughs> so who's who's on time. who's on driver's side? Who's on passenger side? Uh, passenger. Passenger. Yeah, I'll be I'll be right behind. No. Okay. So when you get in, uh, Willow, uh, and you sort of get in, you you feel something against your feet, like there's something in the 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 well of the the car there. Um, what do I see? Uh, it's covered up with, like, a, a canvas uh, sheet. I, I nudge the sheet over with my, as I'm getting it. It's... Okay. Do, do, you, do you nudge the sheet off? Oh, yeah. So, sitting uh, in the sort of the, the leg area, the, feet, the foot area, is, like, a, a, a corgi-sized rat uh, that <gasps> uh, has... Uh, a large stick sort of shoved through it going in one side and out the other. Its eyes and ears are covered over in wax. I'm just going to lean down and pull that sheet back over the top of it. What is that? She's like... I... Uh... uh... I think it's a friend of yours. It was kind of prowling around your place. It uh, kind of gave me a bad feeling, so I, I took care of it for you. Ain't one of us. No, but I suspect it's what got rid of those uh, items that went missing. 
She's oh, like, hey. she's like, I was gonna eat it later, but if you guys wanna, we'll deal with it when we get back. We'll deal with it when we get back. Yeah. So she's uh, she uh, uh, and once everyone's in the car, uh, and assuming Willow, your like legs are crunched up. Yeah, like my feet are like on it, and I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, it's it's squishy. It and it, yeah, it doesn't smell great. Um, but it's just utterly paralyzed. So she turns the car around, goes right back over that bridge, and starts heading south. Um, at a mildly law-abiding speed. Uh Silence kind of dominates the car unless anyone wants to speak up on the trip. Uh, I'm totally I'm, going to. Yeah, I, say? I just keep looking over at Alex, like, like expectingly, like there's something here that that I feel like I'm not a part of, and so I keep looking at him like expectingly. Um, so I'll start texting her because I don't want to say any of this stuff out loud. Okay. <laughs> and I'll text. Um, this is the CEO of the company's, uh, well, I'll erase that. Mm-hmm. So if the CEO of the company were to have a boss, this would be that boss's bodyguard. <laughs> oh, is <laughs> the only thing I said. So Madison, what are, what are you, uh, what are you saying? Uh, I'm going to say, so, uh, tell me about his eminence. Archbishop Montenegro? Hmm? He's, uh, better than some, worse than others. As are most of them. He hasn't done anything to piss me off. Uh, That seems advantageous for him. Alex, uh, overhearing this, hearing the name of the Archbishop, uh, that was not the Archbishop's name when you were on the south side. You do Uh, recognize the name, though. Uh, There was a Bishop Montenegro. Uh, Sombra, I assume. Yeah, that's a a reasonable uh, reasonable thing. He was the Bishop of War uh, when you were there. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, but apparently things have changed. Um, if you want to give me an intelligence politics role, I might give you a little bit more information on him. Yeah, let me throw that out there and see what happens. Uh, I get two hits. Okay. Yeah, you you remember him? Like, you had, you maybe talked to him a couple of times. Uh, he is... He is zealously pragmatic an individual. That's good. He's uh, on path of honorable accord. Um and is, you know, as close to sort of a straight shooter but utterly dedicated to wiping out the Camarilla and the the cause of the Sabbat. You know, he has his own personal private faith, but he's he's much more about efficiency in the mission than uh, any one particular creed. 
Uh, so out of a group text, I'm going to send um, masquerade safe versions of Montenegro is absolutely dedicated to fulfilling his own personal goals, which generally align with the religious goals of the Sabbat. He doesn't necessarily have to be an enemy of the Anarch movement. Um, do any of you guys know what pads are? Hmm. I, I would say absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, I think I have like occult one. At yeah, most. no, that's that's not information. Mm -hmm. like, I don't unless, even have that. Unless you have some sort of relevant specialty, I would say that, that with the with the ratings you guys have, that's not something you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, okay. So so when when everybody just kind of hems and haws there for a second, I'm gonna say uh, something I can explain to you in depth later. For right now, it is very important that we allow Ro or Madison to do the talking and that we be very, very careful not to insult Montenegro's honor. If we do that, we will absolutely all die. <laughs> you just <laughs> see Kate just, like, bite her, just, like, clench her jaws. She's replying back via text, and she's like, well, fuck, I should have stayed home. <laughs> anyway, um, you actually... The, the drive, uh, it doesn't involve a lot of turns. You're actually going straight down uh, the road that that bridge uh, comes off of. Um, eventually, you begin to see a rather large, looming structure uh, down the road. Um, if any of you uh, care to like l pull up a Google Maps, you can very easily see that this structure is the uh, Georgia Federal Penitentiary. Uh, I probably recognize that by sight, honestly. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, maybe about five miles down the road from your haven. Um, and as you sort of, right before you pull up uh, to the cross street that, it, that goes into that area, she makes a left turn uh, into El Progreso Tienda y Carnesia. Uh, one thing I meant to say before we left the Haven, it's not super impactful, but I wanted to go get that um, piece of art that I found in the drawer in the room that, that I inherited. Noted. And bring that along. Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough to, to extract from the, the, the thing and, and have on your person. Wait, is, is that the, the one of Cain and Jesus being bros? Yes. Just, just, <laughs> just so that the people who are watching have, have context for Fair that. Fair enough. Indeed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, like I said, you pull, take a left turn, uh, into a parking lot in sort of a standalone building that says, uh, it says, says El Progreso, uh, Tienda y Carnesia. Uh, she pulls around to the back of it, uh, and, uh, unlocks the door, uh, and gets out and leads you to a back entrance. All right, I'm going to put on my game face, which is to say I'm going to activate Dawn. Okay, noted. There, there's no rouse cost to it, so it's just on. Okay, so you you just, you have, an, you have, have mean face on. Yep. Gotcha. The important part is if anyone wants to hit me, they have to pass a resolve composure roll. Gotcha. So yeah, you uh, come in. Uh, I'm assuming you all come in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she opens the door for you. She does not follow you in. 
Um, and when you come in, you are immediately like assaulted by the the sort of the base metallic smell of animal blood. Uh, because this is in fact a, a butcher shop and and uh, and store. So just that smell comes right at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know there are a couple of workers walking around. And you sort of, your attention is immediately drawn to a not even trying to hide it vampire just sort of sitting on a stool next to one of the the big metal freezer doors. Mm-hmm. And they just staring at you. Oh, hey, hey Sid, How, how's it going? He narrows his eyes at you. And then, with what looks like some pretty hefty muscle behind it, uh, pulls open the door and motions you inside. I give him a nasty look and then walk through the door. Yeah. This, this was, uh, so you sort of... Not like a fuck you, but more like a, like, I'm not a prissy little Ventru. Shifty eyes. Fair enough. So you come okay. in to uh, a freezer... A large walk-in freezer, uh, and there is another gentleman uh, at the back of it, uh, at another uh, large door. This gentleman is not wearing uh, street clothes. Uh, he's wearing uh, sort of an ashen uh kind of half robe mm-hmm. like it's not covering all of his chest he's got a bare chest under it uh he has a lot of markings on his face um and he's just sort of awaiting for you to approach i'm gonna walk that direction like i own the place when you get close to him he holds up a hand and this is, before you enter Holy Espot, you must be cleansed. Once more, I look to Alex. Uh, I just kind of, I just walk forward and allow myself to undergo okay. ritual. So he pulls off uh, a couple of things from a shelf. Uh, like he pulls out like a, a bundle of dried herbs. Uh, that he uh, that he lights with a lighter and starts to sort of pass smoke over all of you. It's not enough fire to rouse your beast, but it is Smolder. not comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and then he picks up a large sort of uh, hand-sized burlap sack and pulls out powder and blows it on you. And you were just covered with this sort of white, ashen-like material from head down to mid-torso. And he motions you inside. And he looks to see who comes next. Uh, I'll follow behind, uh, like, right behind Madison. Okay. So Alex goes... I'll step up. Okay. The same procedure goes for you. Uh, and he, that's it, and then Cadence follows. 
same thing against him, and then I think Willow is last. How she yeah, reacted I'm to last. I don't feel good about this. Feel <laughs> this feels bad. This feels like thaumaturgy bad. Like just the instinctual fear of no this. But Alex is doing it. So yeah. So when all of you have gone through the the little ritual, he opens the door, uh, and there's a staircase leading down. And it's a very poorly lit kind of thing. Uh, there, mm-hmm. There's no light in here. The only light that you see is coming from inside the freezer that you're currently in. And he says, Espat awaits you. The worst stare dissension mm-hmm. I've had in, God, so, what, a few weeks? <laughs> is it the same order? Alex first, Madison, Cadence, Willow, or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, um, Cadence will take up the rear just to make sure no one's like, she wants to keep something safe-ish between the rest of the coterie and the back. Yeah, actually, let me slip in front there, too. Yep. Okay. You all head down. Keep the uh, squishies in the center. <laughs> start getting uh, yeah. into, the, into the stairwell. The door closes with a loud thunk behind you. And when it does lights switch on inside the stairwell. It's not normal light, it's a black light. And mm-hmm. the all every surface that you see is covered in UV reactive paint. You are oh. sort of awash in bright, vibrant colors. And and Alex, right. this this affects you uh nice quite nicely. It actually is startling for a moment, but then you start to process there's information in these colors. You you someone someone specifically arranged these colors and you are almost able to read it. Not in terms of words, but in terms of like feeling and emotions and someone is trying to convey to you calm, safe. No worries. Cool. So, well, then I am immediately on. <laughs> but to the rest of you, it's a very startling, jarring, yeah. uh, but still quite beautiful passageway down. Mm-hmm. And you go around, and the staircase turns. So is um, this where you picked up your aesthetic, Alex? Oh no, no, no! They picked it up from me. <laughs> <laughs> so you head down the stairwell and there's another large door there's no one at this one you open it and once again you are all assaulted with the smell of blood but not animal blood um, I'm going to put my hand out Mm-hmm. Before you go into this room, there's the reason that I left the Sabant. You are about to see it. Try your very best to keep your wits about you. This is not the sort of thing that you want to ever see. 
and I dropped my hand. Thanks for the heads up. So yeah, that smell, and it's it's a mixing of smells. It's fresh blood, which excites the beast, but it's also old blood. Blood that's been here a while. Blood that's mingled with dirt. And as you walk in, you feel the the floor of this place is packed dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lights here and there, but they are uh, large candles sort of lining the walls. There are figures, about maybe a half dozen people in the room there, uh, sort of on your sides as you walk into the room. And as you fully enter the room, you're able to make out at the end uh, is a large chair um, sort of draped in fabrics and furs. You can't actually see the chair itself. And sitting in it is a man wearing a cloak of feathers that are some dyed, some natural, obvious blood uh, on it. He is of an ethnicity that none of you can immediately put your finger on. It's dark-skinned, but nothing that you see on the streets of the modern day. Um, His hair is shaved up to about his temple, and then it's long and black going down to about his waist. And he says, in a very lightly accented English, he says, Orphans of Thorns, I welcome you to my S-Bot. On behalf of our coterie, we gladly accept your hospitality and look forward to productive conversation. That's what I'm here for. That's what I've brought you here for. But first, you mention hospitality. This is, let us not lie to ourselves. This is a tense situation. Me and my brothers and my sisters have sated our beasts. We would give you the opportunity to do the same. And he kind of claps his hands and there's another door that opens and a few figures are sort of pushed out into the room, their hands bound behind them. They all have kind of a bag around it and they're sort of corralled in front of you. He'll hold a hand up. I don't speak for my companions, but I am sated as well. This is... Are you certain? You do not wish to be free of the beast while we do this? My mastery of the beast is sufficient. This is... If it's their lives you're worried about, they won't see a sunrise. These, uh... These rats have, uh... Well... They've outlived their usefulness. Um, so, one of my convictions is 
human life is sacred. Mm-hmm. Does this give me a stain? I mean, if watching you were to... this, not watching it. Like uh, not that... being able to do anything about this sort of thing. Like, no. Um. Maybe. We'll see how the scene goes. Let's see. Um, in, in a similar vein, mm-hmm. one of mine is, uh, how did I phrase this? Make sure to stand up for the little guy. Yeah, this is very offensive. And, and I can't of... stand up for these people right now. I do what you want to do, guys. God. It's a role I mean, I'll game. accept the stain. It's juicy for me to be traumatized by this, mm-hmm. this watching we'll, this. We'll, we'll see how the scene plays out. Okay. But yeah, again, she's... while the offer is very generous, I will decline on my my part. I have, uh, let's say, I'm a picky eater. It's just, hmm. Well, these aren't. Uh, he's, he 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 indicates one of them and says, "Obviously, I don't know what your preference is, but." I wouldn't call these street trash. They've just, uh, they just got too big for their britches. Uh, you know, human traffickers are just such scum, in my opinion. I mean, these ah. guys, like, they, they don't even stop at the normal sex trade. I mean, I hear these guys sell people to vampires. Ironic. <laughs> uh, so you'll see uh, when, when he says that all of the uh, tension in um, Alex's shoulders relaxes. That was an in-character laugh, to be perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. He laughs at the obvious joke. Because these guys are no longer a violation of my conviction. That's true. So I just like, oh, okay, we're good. Not a fake laugh either. That's actually really funny. <laughs> He's like, hmm. And says, uh, really? I, I, I can't tempt you? I mean, if you don't dispose of these guys with for me, then I suppose I'm just going to have to hand them over to Sergei. And when they say, he says that name, like, they start screaming from under their hoods. I would like to glance around. As you said it has, like, 12 people in here. Yeah, there's about a half dozen people in here. Just like... <laughs> Sorry, you broke up there for a little bit. I didn't hear what you oh, said. I, I, I scan around the room and I'm like, oh my god, which one of these is Sergei? Like, there's, there's, there's one there's of them no, that's scarier than the there's other. There's nothing to indicate who is Sergei. No name tags, like, nope. hello, my name is... No, no, no little Latter-day Saints name tags. It's, this is, uh... I, oh, I I think they have something to say, and he like indicates one of them, and someone comes up and like pulls the hood off, and like this guy's been beaten to hell and back, uh, and uh, they they rip off the duct tape, and like they're looking at you guys. I know, please kill us, please not not Sergey, please, please anything but that, not Sergey. It's all he does. Um. I'm. I mean, you can see you can see this guy has some pretty nice clothes on that have been 
through hell? He says, I don't want to go like that. Does he smell palatable? (laughs) Yeah. He looks, he, he, he looks like the kind of upper crust kind of guy who, uh, probably went to school. You can't say for certain, but he doesn't smell bad. Madison will step forward. Um, because he's still got full fucking game face on, mm-hmm. by the way, which I've not activated this power around you guys before. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Madison's like, in a scare mode. Yeah, completely different Madison. This this looks like this, this is a Madison that's killed people, like very <laughs> serious. Um, and he'll put, put his hand on the guy's shoulder and say, "You sincerely wish for this to be your end. I will grant that wish." He's like, "Thank you." Thank you. I don't want to go like that. I don't want to go like that. Please, please. And then I'm gonna kill him with my teeth. Okay, you <laughs> and and drink it. his blood. Yeah, I could do that now. <laughs> you dig in, and, and the rest of you see Madison jump on this guy and fangs in neck, and drink until he drops. And Madison, you feel perfect. That, that voice that's always there, that compulsion to eat and feed and hurt, is silent. Um, I'm going to step up to the next fella, and I'm going to take myself... Uh, I've only got two, I'm, but I'm not going to kill him. Um, I'm going to take myself down, and okay. as I withdraw, I'm going to hand him uh, about 25 oxycontin. And I'm going to say, if you really want to die, I can't do it for you. But you can do it for yourself. His ha- like his hands are tied. Cool. Well, I... Uh... Like he, well, like he, put him in his hands anyway. <laughs> okay, you put it put it into his hands, slip it in. He'll figure it out one way or yeah. the other. Um, as uh, Alex is uh, walking back, Cadence is going to like lean up and be like, insulting if I said no? No, not necessarily. It would be insulting if you frenzy on him later. Right. He's gonna look and see if Willow does. Willow, I think. I think Willow is very caught up in the sight of Madison feeding that deep. I think she is frozen unable to move just very violent but she's just watching right there and she doesn't she doesn't blink she just watches Madison Pain's gonna nudge you a little bit yo you okay not moving. <laughs> Alright then! <laughs> uh, pressure. Because on the one hand, if they are human traffickers, that's that's a different story. On the other hand, she actually trust anything that's going on right now, so she doesn't trust that Sabat is telling the truth. She doesn't trust that these people haven't been laced with something. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of unknown factors here. But, uh... If that's what the other two are doing, then she 
at, at the risk of being a bad house guest as much as it pains her to think that way she she will take one of them how much do you take <sighs> she's you know what if she's gonna keep that that image up that she wants to keep she does not want them to think that she is someone to be messed with so for that more than anything else she'll she'll kill the guy um she's not happy about it but to do anything else would here's the thing cadence you start off not happy about it but then (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's i know but then you that nagging clawing thing inside of you shuts up and you are alone with yourself for the first time in probably quite a while and the power and the narcotic essence of the blood is running through you and it's hard to really feel bad about anything right now Mm -hmm. so two of them meet their end. One of them has a handful of pills, and the other is just on his knees before Willow, sobbing in his burlap hood. And unless she goes for him, uh, eventually uh, people take them, the two that are remaining, uh, and take them off into another room. And the Archbishop says, I'm glad that we could provide for you. And miss, I can respect holding to your convictions. He says, why don't you take a few moments? Feel these feelings, and when you're ready, we'll step into my office. And he stands and goes behind the chair into another room, and the others file out, leaving you alone in this dark, dirty, now very, very blood-soaked room. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Once once Madison is is finished, Will is able to shake her, but she's now frozen out of shock. Embarrassed. <laughs> he wants us to. What? I don't get it. He wants us to compose ourselves. I'm always she lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she we lies saw. directly to our faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's important for you all to realize that even though what has just occurred may seem like an attempt at provocation coming from this man, I don't believe that it is. Nor do I. He sees a problem and he tries to solve it. So. That may mean that there will be other tests like this that he does not realize are tests for us. 
or frankly that he doesn't care our tests for us so proceed with care okay. and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that guy's office okay Madison's kind of looking at Cadence and Willow waiting for them to ascent to moving forward alright I'm ready you good so like you actually good always I lie again <laughs> Oh, such lies. Hayden's anyway. is going to stick close to Willow. <laughs> so, More you all make your way past the chair, uh, into the door, and the change in decor is a little stark. This looks like an office that would be like in an office building. Mm-hmm. Like, fluorescent lighting, uh, clean carpet, you know, kind of tasteful art pieces around. Uh... Montenegro has taken off his cloak of feathers. He's wearing like a black turtleneck and some jeans. Um, he's he's sort of washed the ash off his uh, face in a sink. He's relaxed now. Um, and he uh, he he goes and uh, picks up uh, a pair of scissors and like pulls back his hair and cuts off the most of it. And he motions to a, a small collection of like couches and uh, and love seats. He says, "Let's talk." Okay, I'm gonna go sink into one of the love seats. He says, uh, "Thank you for accepting my invitation. That shows boldness. I appreciate boldness." So, uh, I guess we'll get this out of the way. Are we going to have the same kind of problems that we had with the last people who, uh, roosted up in Cabbage Town? I don't foresee that being the case, particularly with your, uh, willingness to deal. Good. Uh, but could we have some sort of insight on what exactly those problems were? Uh, well, let's just say they, uh, they weren't, uh, eager, they weren't, they weren't concerned with, uh, staying neutral or, uh, not poking things that shouldn't be poked. They were very vocal and obstinate about provoking some of the more zealous packs, uh, that lie around that border. And... I won't say that I've given orders to, you know, mind our P's and Q's, but they couldn't, um, those packs couldn't stop themselves after a certain level of provocation occurred. So it was the Sabbat that killed Oh, yeah, absolutely. All of them? This is, I think we've accounted for all but one of them. Hmm. That's... Then- not what we have here. equal skill in mathematics, it would seem. Indeed, that's not really the bulk of what I want to talk about tonight. Let's get to the bulk and then worry about the side topics afterwards. Certainly, certainly. However, he uh, he kind of uh, rings a little bell. It says, "There's someone who's been wanting to see you, Alex." Uh. And. Uh, <laughs> You realize, like, you start to realize that this this underground area must be pretty damn large, 
because you keep seeing like doors that go deeper and deeper into it and a mm-hmm. side door opens and a young woman comes out uh, dressed in very sort of bohemian raggy kind of clothes uh, that Alex you recognize this is uh, sister for lack of a better term someone who another person who Carl embraced uh, named Liza Oh, and she, and she she runs up to you and embraces you. I I un un uh, restrictedly embrace her back. She uh, she doesn't talk, uh, but she she is just like very physically affectionate with you. She like she pulls you over to one of the love seats and like sits you down and like sits in your lap. Okay. Yeah, I I snuggle into her and and you know just act like this is perfectly natural. And it so it seems to be. This is I uh, I am a big fan of not a lot of bullshit. Do we share this? I believe. Most certainly. Good. Then I'll get to the point. Let's do it. So. We've heard some things about you guys through the the grapevine. There's some big names behind you all. Salvador, Anita, Big V. If I were a betting man, I'd say that you've got some juice behind you. I don't know exactly what the Anarch movement uh, abroad is planning with Atlanta, but my hope, my dearest hope, is that it involves much less Camarilla presence in our fair city. I think we can uh, assent to that being an essential component of the reason we're all here. I love hearing that. I love it. Now, this isn't a, a universal sentiment that you'll find amongst the Sabbat. But now that the Anarch movement has finally woken up and gone its separate ways from the Camarilla, I'd like to tell you guys there's a lot less space between us than you may think. Oh, God, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> So I have something I'd like to put forth. Maybe a little saucy. So uh, how, how do you like it? Do you like it deniably euphemistic or straight up on the table? I feel pretty confident that if anyone's going to have a recording of this meeting, it'll be you. And I don't think you give a shit about whether it's euphemistic or deniable. I don't. Anybody else's sensibilities... Have a preference? By all means, drop the straight dope. Good, good. So as as Alex should know, next week is uh, what we like to call the Festival de Lestino. It's one of our holy festivals, and it involves quite a lot of tearing shit up. Now, I don't think you have a lot to worry about that. I'm going to try and keep it, you know, south of here. But 
I do know that quite a few packs are a little tired with some of the thin bloods that uh, have come down here to roost. I don't know what your opinion on those are, but we don't have much time for them. So, I feel comfortable letting you know that it's quite possible that in the next week or so, you're going to see an influx. And, well, here's what I say. I say that you guys are going to have your hands full. And I say that you're not going to be able to check every single kindred that comes up your way. Well, kindred, that's what you call them. And I say that it's perfectly reasonable for a couple of hardcore, deep cover operatives to make their way through your territory into Camarilla territory. And wait for an opportune moment to fulfill the goals that we share. Certainly seems feasible. Cadence looks like she doesn't like that idea at all. She doesn't say anything, but she's, she visibly bristles at this so prospect. He'll actually uncharacteristically just kind of look over at Cadence and say, whatever you have to say, say it. No, nope, you're like, the top guy. Montenegro says, speak your mind. She's going to glance at Alex. Um, uh, Alex will just give a very subtle nod. I mean, we're no friends of the sheriff, so... No. No, we ain't. But... We've also... We've been here... What? less, Less than a month now. And... As much as I... For, for tearing the cam a new one. Gotta say, dude, I like your people just about as much as the Camarilla. So, I'm not exactly keen on the idea of getting all cozy-cozy just yet when we ain't been here all that long and we don't know the score. We know it, we have an idea, but I'm not gonna go putting our asses on the line when we're the local guys on the totem pole right now. Is, I can respect that. But you have to understand my position here. I'm one of the ones who think that when we've torn the ivory tower down, destroyed the elders and the Methuselahs and the fucking antediluvians, I think that on that night, that the Sabbat and the Anarchs can have their differences, but not uh, need to have a big do about it. <laughs> Forgive me, but that sounds a little bit too optimistic, because see, when the cam's gone, then it's the Anarchs you're going to have to take care of next. Is... It's just knocking one guy down so you can come to get us. And there are Sabbat, Sabbat in this city, who are going to be of that opinion, but I'm not of that opinion. The two people that you would send... Well, a couple you know, of people. ...that you might not get them back. Is, are you very confident that... The people who I have in mind are very, 
very good at deep cover, discreet operations. They're good at waiting, they're good at patience, and they're very good at killing elders. So that being said, they're as talented as you say they are, and I actually have no doubts about that. Why consult with us at all? Knowing that we're newly established coterie in the area, knowing that we've only recently inherited this domain, and I know you know that since you killed the previous owner. If you're that confident in their ability to stay undercover in Camarilla territory, why do you even need our cooperation? Because I think long-term. So then what we're really discussing here is not whether or not we allow this, because even if I say no, you have all the power you could want to slip them right on through anyway. You're so confident about that that you don't even worry about tipping us off as to your strategy. Am I right? I won't say that I'll just go ahead and do it anyway. But you you could. I could. And that's what's important to me. But I also see value in when the night comes in coordinating efforts. I'm listening. This is... He pulls out uh, from his jeans uh, an index card. This is... These are ways to contact them. When you're ready to move, they can move at the same time. And they can wait. And they can be effective in tandem with your own efforts. So then there's... uh some expectation on your part that we'll be undertaking overtly covert operations against the Camarilla sometime in the foreseeable future? Let's just say I know I've had words with Salvador (laughs) in the past. And I know that if he sends people into a city. It's not to make nice with the fucking Camarilla. What argument can there be with a scum? This is... As for, uh, you know, whether you can rely on me, or uh, why I would do this sort of thing, I really, for for as much influence and, and power I have amongst my fellows, I can't keep this kind of door open. I can make this kind of offer once. Understandably. If I keep the door open, or if I throw this to you guys another way, that compromises me. So... Unless we can work together, unless I can say that these guys, these Anarchs, are uh, just as much of a thorn against the Camarilla, then I can keep them off, my boys off your back. Because why attack something that's doing what you want to do anyway? The enemy of your enemy is, your, is what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, 
if I may. Um, absolutely. I, I think that you understand that, that we're going to need to ta take some time to talk amongst ourselves uh, to to be able to make any sort of a decision here. Um, oh, absolutely. But I would like um, to sweeten uh, the pot for my own personal argument here, because I, I think Bishop Montenegro, I'm sorry, Archbishop Montenegro, that you're of no uh, you're under no illusion that I don't want to be a part of the Sabbat, uh, and therefore I'm not. Um, so I think this is probably actually a harder sell for me than for them, because I know what it is exactly that you're trying to do. Um, so I would like to ask if um, if my group undertakes your um your goals here if if we if we assist you in this manner uh, i would like to be marked as off limits to Carl and his pack i think you know that i can't give that specific order but i can say that there is no glory in hunting any of you. That it is stupid to destroy Knights who are working towards our own goals. Carl is... Carl is stupid. He is. <laughs> I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna lie, but he's a... He's a very, very useful blunt instrument. By the way, how does my uh, sister react when I say Carl is stupid? She um, doesn't react. Uh, she actually cool. pulls. She actually pulls out a, a little notebook and starts sketching something with like a charcoal pen. She doesn't seem to care about what you just said. Cool. Um, he says, "I'll tell you what. Like I said." I can't give that specific order. I can't give that specific order for any of you. I can't say these non-sabbat are off limits and can never be touched or never be killed. I can't do that. It goes against what we do, the way we do things. But I can make it clear that each and every one of you is a knife against the Camarilla. And that there's no glory in taking you out. And furthermore, I can give you something. Something that's not only very valuable, but something that compromises me. And he pulls something out from a drawer. It's a large, chipped obsidian chalice. he looks to Alex and says, you know what this is, right? I do. And says, you know the way. You lack the anointment. I can give that to you. Alex, what is uh, it's one of those things that we're going to need to talk about uh, in private. He says, oh. 
I have no problem showing good faith. He stands. He says, You can leave my S-bot making no commitment. You can take that with you. And he pulls out a, a vial of some dark liquid. He says, I can anoint your brow, Alex. And you can talk. Uh. And then, take... Take until the sun sets two times. If you accept, keep what I've given you. If you decline, bring it back to the bridge, and we'll know. Madison, does that uh, sit well with you? I have a few more questions, but I think that mechanism of communication is acceptable. Ask away. As you might imagine, it has been in our best interest to conduct a rather thorough canvas of the Camarilla. We've only been here so long, there's only so much we can do. What I'm curious of, and what I think is the key part of this that will affect how this impacts this coterie's operation and interest, is who you're after. Are you after whoever comes into your or do you have someone specific in mind? All of them. Hmm. So the former. The Camarilla, even more in these nights, are the craven, evil servants of the elders and the founders <laughs> of our clans. And they Trust all me. must You don't have to them. tell me... And they all must fucking die. <laughs> the Anarchs? Uh, when he says that, uh, I don't know if anybody's looking at Alex. Alex has got this sort of like, oh, yeah, he's right, kind of nod on his face. He says, the Anarchs have shown true wisdom in stepping away from that nest of vipers and vermin. And I think there's a future in that. Well, if we agree on nothing else by the end of this whole thing, understand that at very least we agree on both of those points. Camarillo is not to be trusted. No good comes of their presence here or anywhere else. And the best thing the movement has done in the last several centuries, you know, since the Second Rebellion, is to step away from them. We are in complete agreement, and that's why I think we can work together. I don't have any other questions for the gentleman. I think we should convene back in our coterie and Very give well. this the thorough consideration that it deserves. He, uh, he motions to the violence as Alex. Are you ready? I'm ready. He unstoppers it, puts his thumb, and then draws the sigil on the sabbat on your brow. And saying, in the name of the Dark Father, I anoint thee. And almost before he's done drawing, the blood has not exactly boiled, but sizzled away in a cold, dark flame. And says, 
you don't wish to be amongst the fold, so be it. But I still believe in you, Alex. And you know that I still believe that the antediluvians must be destroyed for this world to survive. But I also believe that the mortals must be protected. This and is... until the Sabbat can offer me that, I cannot be a part of it. We don't have to agree on everything, Alex. But we agree on the important things. Now, I have business to attend to. You so have do we? safe passage from my S-Bot back into your territory. I hope to not hear from you. May we never speak again. Perhaps on the night when the antediluvians have fallen and their puppets have burnt to ash, we can share another evening such as this. If by some great fortune the five of us are all still walking this earth, I'll be happy to see you. And Madison will stand and actually offer a handshake. He puts it forward and grasps your hand. It's cold. Strong. Uh, Shake, shake, shake. Liza stands up and uh, tears a page from her sketchbook. And she walks up to you, Madison, and shows it to you. And it's a very artfully done charcoal sketch. Uh, you, you recognize yourself. Um, you are on one knee. There's a figure at your feet lying on their side. And in front of you is a large masculine silhouette with antlers coming out of their head. And there's a sword resting on your on your shoulder. And when you see that image, something deep inside of you responds to it. And you feel a tug, a, a compulsion to take that pose, to go on one knee. I'm going to try to resist that. Can. It's not... There's no, like, force to it, but it's just... There's something lingering in it. There's something tempting about it. You think something good might happen if you do. Glances over at Alex to see if she's kind of she's shows it. she's taken the the picture back and is like starting to tear it to little bits. Uh, um, Alex is gonna just kind of shrug because I didn't feel it, so I don't know what she did. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Okay. You go down to <laughs> one knee. Big dick energy engage. Doing it. Okay. Uh, when your <laughs> knee hits the ground, um, you feel something well up inside you. Your blood potency goes up by one. Oh! What the fuck? Okay. Woo! And Montenegro is just sort of looking at this, like, not really getting what's happening. And Liza just sort of goes back and kisses Alex on the cheek and goes with Montenegro and they walk out of the room. Yeah, Madison's going to stay down there for a while. He just puts a hand to his forehead and is kind of like shaking his head a little bit. And I, I just call myself Alex. Yeah, I think so. Madison. Yeah. God damn it. 
yeah but he's gonna just kind of like like he's he's working through something he kind of slowly puts a hand on the desk and pulls himself back up looks i'm, I'm gonna walk flat. over and put my hand on madison's shoulder and say yes my sister has that effect on people uh if, if that's the case mm, how interesting you gonna be you okay there bud oh i feel fucking fantastic actually oh okay a gift i suppose well that's nice and can we get out of this place it's let's let's be creeps let's let's get out of here yeah when you head out of the office you head back into that room um there's no one in it uh but that door that the uh the mortals were ushered through is open and you hear sounds coming from it. Not good sounds. But no one Steal else yourselves. is here. Steal yourselves. I think that the evening's festivities have started. And you walk up that uh, that stairwell. It's still blacklit walk out into the freezer past the two gentlemen that are guarding the doors walk out into the night where Margot is waiting for you said everybody have fun go fuck yourself she's like so much fun. that's no fun you sure you don't want to join hell no you'd probably give me something well, I'll give you all sorts of things a good time Flips her off. Take us back home. Like, all right. Ride. He says to Margo. I'll give you a ride. <laughs> I can dig it. <laughs> so yeah, she uh, she gets in the car, unlocks all the doors, uh, and says, uh, "Back home we go." Oh, do I still? Do I, so you said the thing, the symbol burned off my forehead, right? I don't still have the sabbat. There's, sabot there's no symbol of the sabbat. Oh. Oh, Did God. you take who? Who, if any, anyone took the chalice? I have the goblet. Okay. Chalice. Yeah, he's got all related sabbat accoutrements. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, so you have it with you, and and uh, she drives you up, drives you past the bridge, and uh, drops you off in front of your haven. She says, uh, "You wanna, you want fuckface down there." And she's indicating uh, behind her. Yes. Okay. Good. Good rinse. He was a squirrely little fuck. She says, "I'm going to be moving on, so I don't think we'll see each other, chums." Uh, yeah. No, well, probably. Not. Good, good luck murdering whoever it is, and and have fun or whatever. Oh, I will. I, I, I will. Sincerely, must say it was a pleasure. Same, same. And she. Uh, <sighs> Closes the door and drives off into the night. Man, you now alone. that she's out of like earshot, that's a dope. So you have some questions, Yeah, let's go inside and have a good long talk about all this. Yeah, long talk. Long talk. The talk inside the place that's been bugged so many times, it might still be. Where else are we gonna go? Anywhere. I mean, uh, as of your last sweep, there are no bugs in it. 
Yeah, we 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 pretty sure we got them all. Okay. All right. Right. So gonna go in and put some nice uh, chill trance on. Gonna say <laughs> holding <"Sup."> the rat. <laughs> Cadence will take the rat and toss it, like, by the door. We can deal with that later. Like, in a trash can? Yeah. Um, You can... Go ahead. You could, like, put it in the fridge or something. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna gonna squish the rat's belly a little bit and see if there are any blocky (laughs) Dreamcast-shaped things inside of the belly. Just just a rat. Just a very big rat. It was worth checking. It was worth checking. Um, so... I'm no veterinarian, but I don't think it ate the Dreamcast, he says. You said there's still a stick sticking through it, right? Yeah, there's a stick, like, kind of, like, not, like, directly, like, in its chest, but, like, it's, you can tell it's going through the heart. Don't remove that. Hmm, interesting. Uh, so, that was my sister, and, uh, let's say my uncle, for a better word. Um, yeah, okay, so this, he points to the black chalice. Uh, well, this is a Voldery chalice. Uh, you, you probably don't know what a Voldery is. We've it's probably a mag- never heard of it. Right. Um, sort of like what we did with the ghoul. We mix all of the blood into one uh, chalice in, in this in this instance. And uh, through the magical rituals of the Sword of Cain, uh, we all become blood-bound to each other. That sounds miserable. Madison says very suddenly when he says Sword of Cain. What? Oh, you you didn't pull the painting out of my pocket. Oh, you you didn't show him the thing. I have to show him the fucking painting, and he just unfurls it for everyone. Whatever. We'll 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 find Sister Lynn, and we can ask her about it. Fuck. So, oh, well. uh, so, yeah. Continue. Okay, so, uh, yeah, it's 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 a little. It's it's uh, wonderful. It's uh, it's one of the very few things about the Sabbat that I miss, because it is something that you go into willingly. Um, it is not. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. You go into it willingly uh, because you have no other choice. But once you have partaken it, it's not like a blood bond like I've experienced anywhere else before, because it's not to one individual, it is to your gang, to your pack. Um, I won't get into the finer points of Sabbat magical theory, but it is a very important ritual. Uh, quite frankly, it's the backbone of the Sabbat. Um, that he gave it to us does actually indicate uh, some trust because if this is a Voldery cup that his pack uses, A, um, it would be a terrible thing for it to be found out that we have it. And B, uh, if we were to be duplicitous of the Camarilla, they could do some real horrific damage to him and to his pack. I don't suggest that cause of action. I'm only saying that it does indicate some trust. The ritual that he's done with me is a communicative ritual that will allow us to make our answer known. And now we have to decide. I will mention one one small detail. 
that he that you, Alex you probably would would mention or know. It also makes you immune to any other blood bonds. Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. It's the way that the Sabbat ensure that they cannot be bound by elders because they're all bound to each other. Oh. She kind so of it's... deflates in her chair when she hears that. She's right. just like, oh, I see. It's quite, uh, quite lovely. Um, so I guess there's no point in continuing to play my cards mm-hmm. close to the vest. I agree with the philosophical foundation of the Sabbat. I believe that ideologically they are correct. Because they ultimately want for the destruction of the progenitors of the clans. Those those shadowy individuals that the Camarilla only finally within the last five mitted exist. There's a reason that the Camarilla has kept that hidden. And it's not because they are great um, uh, hidden benefactors. It's because they are ruthless, bloodthirsty monsters that will destroy the world. That said, I cannot, I could not remain in the Sabbat so long as their practices were as brutal and foul as they are. The Sabbat has no respect for mortal life, as you've seen. They (laughs) treat human beings as nothing more than livestock. That is not my way. So, ideologically, I can agree with the Sabbat all day long, and by the end of this, I hope very strongly that you will believe as I believe. So, if it were up to me, I would absolutely assist the Sabbat in destroying a couple of Camarilla elders, because, frankly, I don't give a fuck about the Camarilla, and also, um, I'm very much hoping that... uh, Sheriff Shitstain is one. That was. I'll, I'll, I'll drink to that bit at the very least. Oh, no, I disconnected. No, you didn't. You're still, no, you didn't. You're still there. What? You're still with us? <laughs> There's some lag on my end. As well. Yeah. Can, can you hear us? Yeah, James? I can now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we could hear you the whole. We heard you say the words, oh no, I disconnected. Ah, okay. Which is pretty fun, okay. funny. Yeah, back in scene. Okay. All right. So, here's my two cents. Okay. So, Madison, you said back there that if they wanted to do this, if they wanted to send these people in, if they're really as good as they say they are, they could just do it anyway and not worry about it. That's my argument. Counterpoint. Conversations I've had with the some of our allies on the border, they seem to think that the Sabat ain't as hot shit as they used to be. There's less of them, and the ones that are here aren't as crazy bloodthirsty as the others been here in the past. So maybe they actually do need the help. Hmm. Maybe they know that if they did send some people and they got caught, they wouldn't have the backup they needed to whether the storm that came after it. I think, what, I think what is more likely is that they know about the existence of that map. Mm. 
well, I have a theory. This is one that we've discussed before, but I have a theory that Sister Lynn uh, is no longer among the Anarch movement. And I don't mean that she's dead. Yeah. yeah. I got that feeling too. This yeah. painting that I found in her chamber is uh, a bit yeah. tough. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, some freaky weird heresy shit. That, like, that would back up the notion that they're aware of the maps. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, the map would trigger just as easily if there were legitimately a half dozen thin blood refugees passing our borders as well. Mm-hmm. They're still kindred, not of the movement, not of our coterie. There they is always to use us as a yeah, because he knows that everyone on the boat is going to be flooded in for those thin bloods, and probably doesn't want to take the chance that they his people go over the wrong border and get themselves axed too. And it does kind of alleviate um, responsibility if sleeper agents got flipped through to Camarilla territory. I mean, how could we have stopped? It washes our hands of it, and then maybe a few elders in time land. I, I think that the only real um, threat that we have here is actually Bishop uh, uh, Etiquette or whatever that version of uh, Baron um, is actually Baron Tren because I'm still not convinced that Baron Tren isn't in bed with the Camarilla himself. If oh, he acts, definitely is. If he acts He's got the fucking trade, maps. If... Yeah, well, that's that's one thing for sure. If he acts in a way that betrays that allegiance, that only benefits us. It's true. Uh, Once it's out, then we can we can act in return. Right now, all we have is speculation. My, I would only suggest that, uh, however we couch this, we must be exceptionally careful because should we agree to work with Bishop Montenegro, then we are technically committing treason yeah don't agree well i don't agree either but i bet you baron tran will i bet you that i'm a better lawyer than he is yeah but who else but if people found out and like you suspect he's got them all by the ghoulies then that just leaves little old us with a whole city coming down on our heads so I am I'm studied in the histories of the Trinity. I know Anarch Law. I know Anarch Accord better than almost anybody in the movement. Fair enough. And I am very confident that even if he has that sort of hold over them, I will be able to argue our case on this particular matter. I don't know that he does have that sort of hold. I'm not the only person in the I, movement in Atlanta that doesn't like Bishop Berendran. I I've heard, however, much like Caden says, that he has a lot of these packs on a very short leash. Now, whether that's because he has something over them or because he actually has their loyalties to completely different. Okay. I think that everyone in this city is afraid of the. Well, uh, speaking of, we 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 talked with them, one of them, anyway. What? 
You are. We, one of the four horsemen, Madison and I had a chat with her. Oh you yeah, did. that happened. You didn't say that earlier. Sorry! There was a, we were, it was gonna come up, but then there was a fucking so. sabat lady in a big-ass car on our front lawn. Also, the reason we didn't say anything is because it was one of the only things since I'd gotten in the city that went better than I thought it would. Yeah. Fair enough. Basically, okay. they got this, like, three-way deal with the Cam and the Sabah and the Anox. They're, like, keeping the wraiths from going all zombo-apocalypse on the city. And for what I, from what I can say, and I'm somewhat trained in such things, uh, everything she said checked out. I didn't detect even the slightest whiff of, of deception, and it wouldn't make a lot of sense coming at it from a structural perspective. The things that she claimed were the case being the case, so I'm inclined to believe that. Can, can I, can I just point something out? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, go, go ahead, uh, uh, McKenna. You was no, it's it's fine. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm calling everybody by their screen names because I can't remember names. Um, so uh, th- there's only one question. I really don't. It keeps coming back to me every evening when I awake. I have the same question stuck in my head all four of us are infants there's not a one of us that's uh, powerful in it by any stretch of the imagination I personally have only been a vampire for less than 15 years yet in the span of four weeks we have crossed paths with the sheriff of the Camarilla Prince of the Camarilla, one of the four horsemen, now the Archbishop. Well, werewolves. I don't know anything about them, but 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 very specifically in the in the there must be hundreds of vampires in the city. I'm sure that not every run of the mill scrub gets an audience with all of the major power players in four weeks. What is it about us? Are we being used as pawns between them? What is it? About about us that means that we keep running into these well probably pawns for for the three sex but uh, we kind of went knocking on the horseman's door unintentionally so that that was not planned on her part well done well done yeah. it turned out good right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so yeah no, my def- theory on that alex i think that we're a destabilizing agent planted here by major movers in the movement from outside of the city of atlanta because i think they understand that baron trans rule over this domain is intractable and is not productive. I think we've been put here to destabilize all three sects. Well, uh, I personally thrive on chaos, so I'll drink to that, I suppose. Sure. I guess. I I, I still don't like the idea of working with the Sabat, I think they'll backstab us the first moment they get. Oh, absolutely. But I agree. at least I guess we'll see it coming. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. He gains nothing by warning us about this plan unless he's playing some kind of fucking 4D chess with us. Uh, right, so so paths are something that I meant to try to explain to you. Um, so you know how we uh, try to better ourselves by trying to behave as closely to mortals as possible. Yeah, the only way to stay sane. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, there are some other philosophies with the bots uh, that allow for um, uh, 
other ideas on how one might strike an accord with their beast. Uh, very hard to explain. I don't know a lot about it, but what I do know is that the bishop is on what is called the path of honorable accord. And that means that um, he is really, truly bound by the chains of his honor. So it, it, it's, it's very... Um, it's difficult to to really explain, but there are ways that we can use that knowledge to our advantage. For instance, he will absolutely lie to us. He will tell us that he won't stab us in the back, and then he will. Unless he ever says that he will give us his word that he won't do something, then he cannot break it. Then it becomes a binding contract. So there are some things that hopefully I might be able to share that can help us deal with him if you folks can help us deal with uh other anarchs who hate me because I know those things. Easy. Alright, we're getting distracted. Back. I put forth that we do it. I agree. Yeah. I'll accept free points. I mean, not free. They come with a prize. Things can... Still don't like it, but don't like any of the options. So, yeah, fuck it. Let's 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 be traitors. Or something. It, it's not treason. We're not acting against the movie. Exactly. Chaos. Trust me. The man is right. Right. Okay. So the coterie uh, comes to the decision to at least somewhat work with the Savat. That is an interesting choice. And that's where we're going to leave it for the time being. Uh, this is the end of the first arc of Burn It Down. Uh, so you're all going to get an additional three experience in addition to the two per game. Nice. Oh, so that's five for this game? Yeah, it's, a five, it's five for this game. Sick. Uh, I'm going to buy that stuff that I, I told you about earlier. Indeed. So, uh, when we, what I'm going to buy. Cause... So when we come back, we'll be in a new arc. Uh, the name of that arc is going to be Idle Hands. Uh, and it will be a bit more player-directed now that the, uh, the chessboard is set. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for picking up on that uh, there, James. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you very much for watching. Players, thank you very much for playing. Uh, this was a super fun set. Yes, yes, thank you. Also, is that point of blood potency a permanent thing? Uh, I will say that when you wake up the next morning, it it is gone. Mm. Aww. Oh, I didn't even get it, to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I already changed my sheet and everything. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, no, it, but it, it felt like deep. Great. Something deep within you welled up in that act of acquiescence. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. We'll explore that uh, as we as we will. Thank you very much. Good evening to you all, and keep rolling dice. Bye-bye. Bye.